Wilson, like a cork in the ocean over his head. Marking contest over the top, Subic's great grab. Across the ground, bam, in comes Donny Wurzlow. Got it out to a oh. kick, kick smothered, check, Hunter. Who would have thought the sequel would be just as good as the original? Kicks inside 50, McGovern, McGovern, what a player. Shane needs to be in perfect the the premiers of 1992. The 1994 premiers. Premiers. The 2018 AFL Premiership team. The West Coast Eagles. And the Western Bulldogs this Sunday. I'm your host, Honey Badger 35. Hello. Joining me this week once again, Miguel Sanchez. Welcome back to the show. Yeah, thanks. Um, I'm in a different box this week. Um, feels a bit unusual. Ah, I'm up on top right. Up on the top row, not down the bottom. Yeah. Moving up in the world. You've, uh, yeah. you've taken uh, the apartment, top floor. You've taken it from the great man, Keys. Keys, on the bottom floor this week. How are things? Uh, yeah, on the bottom, Brady. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, all good. Everyone's fucked off, left me alone, but at home by myself with the dog and the chickens. Um, so we're good. Beautiful. We got the dogs, we got the chickens, we got Miguel, we got Keys, we got you guys as well. Thank you very much for watching. Jump in the comments, let us know what's going on. Heroes and villains, send them through. If you've got any thoughts, any questions, send them through. We'll answer them throughout the show as we get on. Uh, guys, the Eagles have come off the bye. I reckon we just dive straight in. We've got a little bit to uh, to unpack this week in terms of how the Eagles go forward. So. Let's jump in with a bit of rest of season preview, if you will. Here we go. Rest of season preview. Miguel, I'll start with you. Last week we talked where we were at up until this point in the season. Uh, obviously, by roughly about halfway, we've got a little bit to go in season 2021. A lot to play for for the Eagles. Health is coming around as well. The, the boys are starting to turn a corner on the health front. So, very nice to see. And with that, we've got a pretty full list. So let's start with who do we think on that list is going to impress us the most in the second half of the season. Who do you think, Migs, is going to be our best and fairest for the remainder of the season? Um, yeah, it's good to have everyone back. Um, yeah, you've got a, um, four guys coming in, at least four guys coming in this week. Um, yeah, everyone's getting fit at the right time. So hopefully they're, um, hopefully yeah, we manage to stay relatively fit. Um to impress us over the second half of the season, I think um, Liam Ryan will be better for the run, um, uh, better for the break, sorry. Uh, he, he was hampered a bit in the first half of the season and uh, went off with that um, the stress injury and, and came back and hasn't really looked himself apart from that Carlton game. But, yeah, I think um, with a break and, yeah, um, with getting guys back around him and he's got Willie Rioli back training with him, which uh, I'm sure he'll enjoy. So, yeah, he'd be my pick for... Uh, someone will see some improvement from in the second half of the year. It's not a bad name to throw out either, Migs, because we talked last week about how he was potentially one of the underperformers of the front half, and obviously injury played a part in that. Keys, is it yeah. a sentiment that you share? Ryan, set for a big second half of the year, or who else is going to stand up and, and really uh, guide things home for the West Coast yeah, Eagles? I think uh, last last year, Ryan's second half of the year was a lot better than, it was better than his first, and probably and, and earn him an all Australian. So if it be handy if you can repeat that. Um and the other one, uh, maybe Darling. If he can find 
consistently consistency that's eluded him so far. A um, couple of couple of bids back, a little bit better supply, maybe in the back half of the year. Uh, he's a guy that um, I'd like. I hope he can um, he can stand up and and uh, like Ryan become uh, a little bit more effective, more consistently. We've got a question here from Moss Oz. Thank you very much for jumping in the comments as well. Guys, a lot of good comments early as well. We're off to a flyer here. Uh, Moss asks, Alan to podium in the BNF. It, it would be a pretty big back end of the year, I think it would take. He's had a good start to the year, but podium, we're talking next level from Alan. Uh, Migs, is that something that you think might actually be on the card for the young forward? Uh, podium be a big challenge. Um, he's done really well uh, in the roles that we've given him. He's been thrown around a bit. Yeah, the, when you talk about names that will be on the podium, are guys that will be close to all, all Australians. Like, um, but definitely a very good chance for top 10. So I was just looking up his um, best ever finish. He hasn't finished top 10 yet, so... Yeah, he could be headed for um, his first one of those this year. But no, top three, I think, might be a little bit beyond him. Is that Alan heading for his first top ten? Is that what you said, Mix? Yeah. 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 If Alan can crack it for the top ten, yeah. it'd be a top, ten, top three would be beyond him, I think. Mm. Uh, we've got G'day Infected Virus back on Twitch, back in the comments. Nice to see you back, mate. Uh my prediction will be number one, Nick Nat, number two, Redden, number three, Barras. That's obviously for the end of season. I think, Best and I think that's fairest. Pretty much, that's pretty much where we landed last week, I think. Those three were the, yeah. were the top three. Redden's a funny one. Well, I'll throw out a name. If we're purely talking second half, Best and fairest, Elliot Yo's hit the ground running. Uh, he's shown a little less class to his game, a little bit more recklessness and physicality and that sort of old school vibe. But I'm enjoying it, getting the clearances, getting the tackles and... He's got a little bit of midfield help now, I think, with Nick Nat firing, a couple of nice matchups ruck wise coming up as well. Yoey could be a bit of a clearance beast, maybe somebody to watch as our second half best and fairest. Keys, of some of the lesser names, if you will, or maybe some of the more surprising ones, who do you think is going to stand up in the second half of the year as a bit of a surprise packet? Somebody that you might not have predicted coming into twenty twenty one? Uh well, if he can hold his form from the last game, Luke Edwards um, <laughs> looks looks like uh, we'll get to the team later on. But going on Simpson's press conference today, it looks like he's probably going to hold his spot with some big names coming back. So um, if he can if he can sort of play the rest of the season, uh, there'd be a huge feather in his cap. Um, so he's he'd be the one. Potentially, uh, outside of that, um, I, I think most of the guys are sort of, you know, they're reasonably established. We've got a pretty established best 22 now. Um, you look at the guys, again, as I said, we'll get back to the team later on, but the, the names there are all, most of them are relatively familiar. Um, so, yeah, it might be someone like, Petricelli, who's sort of shown signs that um, he, he might be getting his game together. Jeez, um, oh that's a big call. Josh Rotham. Best Sam Phillips. Josh Rotham, Jeez. top five BNF. He's leading the, foot, he's leading the league gonna in March. about 15 guys in the top five at this rate. They're going to need a big bloody podium, I'll tell you that much, yeah. He's had a, he's had a good year. Well, I, I, 
what, top five. Again, if he gets in the top ten, that's a good for a guy that sort of was in and out of the side until this year. Um, that'd yeah. be a big call. So, but yeah, surprise packets. Yeah, Patch if he can find the consistency, um, and, and sort of that St Kilda game. If you can sort of get that as a bit of a benchmark and get mm-hmm. close to that, then um, yeah, he'll that'd be handy. So Edwards and Patch are my two. We'll get back, as you said, we'll get back to those guys when we're talking teams because it's a couple of interesting decisions to be made this week. There's a lot of firepower coming back in. Migs, surprise packet for you the rest of the way, 2021. Who stands up? Uh, Luke Edwards was going to be my pick as well. Um, Foley, if he can work his way back in the side, uh, really impressed with what I've seen from him, um, particularly in the the last two wins we've had. But um, he's now lost his spot, of course, with everyone coming back. So, yeah, um, surprise packets. It's difficult to find any because you don't really know which guys are going to be uh, sort of of the lesser lights. Who's going to actually mark not down in the team for the rest of the season if we... Bit of stuttering there well, from Miguel. Sorry, we'll go, mate. Uh, if someone losing you, can we'll hold his go Connor West to do a Marlon picket from spot. 2019. He comes back in. Connor West says, Keys, that's a bloody big call. That's uh, Things will be going pretty well. Debut in the grand final. It's not bad. I think I saw that he was hurt this week, but uh, it's a long road. We're still a long Marlon way away from the grand final. final. Folks, we'll be right by then. <laughs> He's got plenty of time. Good lad, Connor. Keep tackling. Keep working hard. Um, Migs, I'll keep it with you, and we will talk about trends. Now, this can be coaching. It can be injuries, whatever you like. Let's pretend the season starts now. We'll call it a, what do we got left, eight games, something like that, seven, eight games, seven, eight-game season, whatever it is. What is the trend you want to see in that little mini season that will, you know, you have a look at it, and if things go well, it's a good indicator that things are going to go very well for the West Coast Eagles. Uh, winning, let's see that. <laughs> Thanks, like to see a yeah. winning trend. Um, the comments here. Um, I'd like to see us continue with the smaller, um, the smaller lineups that we've had the last couple of weeks. Uh, not going with the land of the giants uh, in the in the forward line in particular, because um, I think we've I think that's been part of the reason we, that we've run out games a lot better, and um, that's not good news. I think for guys like Bailey Williams. and Jake Waterman, we start smaller lineups, but um, we, we've just looked so much better, particularly in fourth quarters. So I'd like to see that be a trend going forward, especially if the weather's going to be as shit house as it is on, uh, as it's forecast for this Sunday. Well, there you go. Comment from Jay Henry. We will get on to the Sunday game, of course, later on in the show, but forecast of rain concerns me on Sunday, says Jay. Echoing that, Migs, a little bit more balance in the side. I'm loving the one ruck. Do I like that Oscar Allen has to spend a shift in the ruck? No. If Harry Edwards or somebody like that's in the side, I don't mind him giving Nick a chop out, but I don't love Alan in the ruck. You kind of got to pick your poison on this one, though, because that extra runner and and keys, you know, that more balance around the ground, I think that's a good one to watch. And just the contested footy. I've been willing to give us a pass on it without our midfield at full complement and, you know, missing a lot of key all-Australian-level guys. But there's this sentiment that the Eagles have always been like this. If you look at our 2018 numbers, we, we were tackling a bit better. The contested footy was much better in finals. We know they can do it. We've seen them do it against Port this year. That's one that stands up. Love to see them dominate the contested ball a little bit. Or not maybe not dominate, but break even a lot more and certainly show a little bit more of the give-a-shit factor, I reckon, in their case. Yeah, I, 
I think um, we probably have to pick and choose when we um, run that second true ruckman. Um, not that Williams and Vardy are necessarily true ruckman, but they. I think against the Bulldogs, we can afford to run Arlen. When we come up against... Um, uh, say Melbourne, for example, Melbourne. who yeah. got Gordon and yeah. Jackson, um, or um, got Collingwood coming up, don't we? Yeah, yep. Collingwood have got Grundy and no Cox, Cameron or Cox, or yeah. oh yeah, Cameron, Cameron probably Cameron, yeah. Cameron's, hand, Cameron's a handy ruckman. Um, so we just have to pick and choose a little bit and. I mean, the sides that don't run two Rockman tend to be pretty good running sides, like the Bulldogs. So you do need that extra extra runner. So um, that's going to be, over the rest of the season, something that's going to be sort of up and down a little bit. Um, with hopefully Yo and Shuey playing the rest of the season, um, I think our contested numbers will naturally improve because they're both... Um, yeah, we saw we saw she was impacting the port game, um, and what he did with our contested possessions, you know, in in one game. So, um, and, and Yo's, you know, he's he hasn't been getting a lot of footy because he's been on managed minutes, but he's what footy has been getting is generally been at the coalface. So, mm, yeah, um, those two, those two in and. And you've got to remember, too, that when they're going in, they're replacing guys like um, Gaff and uh, O'Neill and, and those sorts of players that aren't great contested footy guys. So um, I think we'll see a natural natural improvement there uh, with those guys coming back into the side. Um, and then hopefully, if we're talking trends, that with Gaff maybe spending less time uh, center bounces and, and things like that. He can revert back to that wing, running running man on the wing role that he's that he's suited for. And he's mm. when he plays his best footy, that's where he's out getting out in the space and 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 running and becoming a um, a link in the chain rather than one that's trying to initiate it. Guys, make sure you're jumping in the comments as well. Let us know because the next one we're going to talk. Most important game. Uh, now, it might not be maybe the game that's most important to win. You can interpret this however you want. It might be the game that will just tell us the most about where we're at. Uh, Briggs, grand st- the grand final. Good stuff, Keys. I'll start with... Well, Keys has made his okay, pick. Okay, hey, blue game. Come back to you, Keys. Miggs, I'll start with you, but first I'll read the fixture out. Uh, for the rest of the way, we've got the Bulldogs at home. We've got Sydney somewhere in Melbourne. Potentially, probably, uh, rather than the SCG. So that's an interesting one. We've got uh, North Melbourne well, somewhere at home. In Victoria. Well, exactly, somewhere in Victoria, I should say. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, so we got, sorry, Bulldogs at home, Swans in Victoria, question mark. North Melbourne at home, we've got the Crows in Adelaide, Saints at home, uh, Magpies at the MCG, Demons at home, Frio at home, and then another big one to close the season. Guess where we're going? It's the bloody Gabba in round 23 again, Lions away. To finish it off, Migs, from that slate, which game is the most important for you and why? Uh, this one coming up is very important, I think, because it's a, it's a genuine eight-point game because the Bulldogs are one of the sides that we could look to be um, to be knocking out of the top four. Uh, so absolutely have to win this one. Um, apart from that, 
Uh, beating Melbourne at home would be really important because, again, there's someone, there are a few games ahead of us, but if they have a bit of a drop-off in the second half, um, that'd be a really big scalp to get and um, we'd uh, get some belief. And, yeah, that, that Brisbane game as well, um, which, again, could be a, an eight-point game. And also, uh, we've got a bit of a hoodoo there to break, um, having just broken the uh, the SCG hoodoo. Case for yourself. Yeah, I think, I mean, there's four, four games that stand out, and that's the side, the games against sides that are already in the eight. So, mm. Bulldogs, Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane. Um, I've had a bit of a play around with the the ladder predictor. Um, and I think the game that may well end up defining our season is that round 23 clash against Brisbane because... Um, yeah, you, you you're looking at a game that's if we if we hold our form and we can win one of those games, that game may or, may end up being the difference between making top four and not. So um, you don't, you don't know because it's really hard to pan, see how the next eight weeks are going to pan out. But there's every likelihood that um, yeah, that game might be the one that decides our our top four fate, and it may it may actually come down to um, a game between us and Brisbane fighting for the last spot um, in 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 the four. So we'll see, um, but it's yeah. You know, unless I think we we can maybe lose one game and still make top four. So they're all they're all pretty important. Rod has raised an interesting point here in the comments. Thank you for that one, Rod. He says, Adelaide North, Saints and Pies. Got to win those, otherwise top four, no chance. And it's an interesting thought experiment, I suppose, in that, okay, we're talking about the Dogs game, top four, talking about Melbourne, top four, Brisbane, all this sort of stuff. If, if we don't win those games, we're not making top We're not making top eight, let alone worrying about top four. Well, it's, that's the thing is if you've got, to take, yeah. you've got to take care of business on those sorts of games and you say, all right, you might be able to drop one game and still make top four. If it's one of those, you're just making life needlessly hard for yourself, which is something we've seen the Eagles do a little bit this year. The, the, the previous Saints game springs to mind. <laughs> yes, and then well, this year? Yeah. Always, yeah. Every, wow. Every time, every time the, the results open up the door for us, we, we um, shoot ourselves in the foot. Not last round. Not last round. Richmond, we got the win there. A few other teams fell over. It's, maybe this is the start of something. Uh, yeah, I, look, my it's not the most important one, but it's an important thing to watch, and it kind of goes back to a trend I'd like to see as well, is let's talk about the North Melbourne game. Should we beat them? Absolutely. You're not a top eight team, let alone a top four team, let alone a contender if you can't beat North at home. But it's more about the manner in which we do it, and maybe the percentage bridge is too much to catch up at this point. Similar to what Rod said, though, these, there's some games here that are super winnable. You've got to not only take care of business, but I'd really like Miguel to see us start actually burying some teams and at least maybe make up that half a game on some of the teams because our percentage right now are not sitting at the top four level. Yeah, I mean, getting into the top four not only relies on us winning just about all our games, it also relies on some of those guys ahead of us losing a few. Um, mm. And, yeah, if they're losing, then their percentage is coming back towards us. So they should be gettable, but, yeah, we need to be... Besides, like North, um, the Saints, the way they're playing lately, yeah, we need to be absolutely putting them away. And yeah, we probably can't afford to be 
uh, taking our foot off the in the uh, final quarter and, and resting and, and giving up some of that percentage again. And again, I suppose that's where the uh, the smaller putting out the smaller lineups and the, the guys that are able to run out games will help. So, Kays, as we enter the, the back end of, of the 2021 season, we're coming off the bye, we're rested. Hopefully we're fresh and ready to go. What sort of predictions, I suppose, do you have? What's what's your, uh, let's say vibe. Let's go with vibe. It's the vibe of it all. What sort of vibe do you have now? How do you see the rest of this season going for the Eagles? Um, I I think we'll end up on fifth or sixth. Uh, I hope for better, but I think that's probably um, those those two losses against Sydney, uh, St Kilda, and um, Essendon. I think uh, going to be the, the ones we look back at the end of the year and just go, you know, fuck really, you know, we could have been top four. So I reckon fifth and fifth or sixth. Um, which will mean a home final against someone in the bottom part, like seven or eight, which is... Like a Richmond or a Sydney or... Well, Richmond yeah, might actually get on a bit of a run, Sydney, actually. But... Sydney or um, Port. Oh, I can see Port. Port. Um, God bless them. Throttling themselves in the last part of the year, which they're prone to do. Yeah. Um, so... Hopefully, winning a home Elim and then getting past the semi-final because under under Simo, apart from the two years we made grand finals, we haven't got past um, semi-final stage. That's the best we've done in the other years. So I'd like to see us at least get a at least get to a prelim. Um, at least then, then you can look back and say, well, we we had a crack. Um, and the year wasn't a total waste. Um, but, yeah, fifth or sixth. Um, and uh, and we all get to see our, our Willie back in. Uh, Migs, rest of season, vibe, expectations. We Hopefully we get Willie back in. You know, squad's looking healthy. Is it the sort of year that you go, all right, maybe they can win it from a fifth or a sixth? Or is it the sort of year where, hey, it all lines up and we make top four anyway? I think history suggests we can't win it from fifth or sixth uh, unless COVID absolutely ravages the eastern states and, and the finals get moved here. Uh, it'd be too difficult for us, I think, to, to keep flying over and and tough spot here, Migs. Uh, winning finals. So is it really bad to hope for? Sorry, that? what was that? Yeah, well, you're sort of putting yeah. us in a tough spot with stuff like that. Oh, you say yeah. COVID sweeps through the eastern seaboard, and suddenly the Eagles win a flag. That's you shouldn't make light, and and yet. Yeah, bad. look, I love my team, but probably not enough to wish, yeah, yeah. pestilence on other people. Um, yeah, so I, I think we need to get into the top four. Uh, can we do it? Absolutely. Uh, now that we've got players back, we've got a fairly good run with the fixtures uh, that we've just been through. Um, yeah, other sides might start to drop off. Uh, the belief in the within the team should be uh, as strong as ever after the last couple of weeks we've had coming into that buy. So, yeah, absolutely. I think we can um, we can get into the four and then from there anything can happen. But we haven't given ourselves much wriggle room with the first half of the season we've had. So, yeah, we can't afford to be dropping um, the games that, I don't know if it was Cameron or Rod listed out. Um, yeah, we, we, we've had our losses, I think, that we've had our silly losses that 
Mm. Uh, you can have a couple of them. We, we've used them up already. Yeah, we, this is this is how I'd like to see it happen. Play Richmond in the elimination final and knock them out week one. <laughs> Go over and uh, play the semi-final against Melbourne and put them out in straight, straight sets and break them again. Yeah. Uh, that would leave possibly the Bulldogs in the prelim and then go for three zip in grand finals against Geelong. Now that would be a nice end to the year. Let's move on, gents. Let's get into a bit of news. There was a bit of news this week. Uh, Willie Rioli came back to the club. We don't need to talk about it. We know what happened. He's back. Happy days. Uh, Migs, I'll throw to you, though, because we had... We had a couple of uh, surprise faces, or at least, you know, semi-unexpected faces coming back through the waffle. Pretty nice effort for a previously winless Beagle side. Suddenly they turned up. All you need to do is add a Norm Smith medalist into your waffle side and everything's lining up. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's handy. Um, expected a much better showing from there against Subi with the, the team that they named. I didn't expect them to knock off Subi, uh, who are, I don't know if they were top of the ladder, but they're right up there. Mm. Uh, yeah, so did really well to, to win that game, considering... Uh, had a few guys uh, playing on managed minutes. Uh, we lost a couple of players, lost um, Jalen McGee fairly early in the game with what looked like a serious knee injury, unfortunately, and then uh, lost Connor West at, at some point in the second half as well. So, yeah, two rotations down on the bench uh, and man- trying to manage those minutes. We did really well to hold on when Subi was coming uh, at, at the end of that game. So, yeah, that's a great win. Um wasn't just the AFL listed players that stood up and performed. We got good performances across the board from the um, some of the top ups as well. So, uh, got another strong side's been named this week. I think there were twelve AFL listed players uh, have been named in the side. There'll probably be a couple of the AFL extended bench guys coming in as well. So it should be the, the strongest side. Although we've uh, lost the Norm Smith medalist to the AFL side. Um, should just about be the strongest waffle side that we've put out this year. So a uh, good chance of uh, getting, a, getting a run on um, and winning against East Fremantle. Um, interestingly, the only other season that the Beagles have had, which was 2019, uh, having mm. lost last year, obviously, uh, at the bye, they were, they'd won a couple of games at least, but they were dead last. Uh, turned it around the second half of the year, won seven of the last nine, made the finals, actually won a final. Um, so. Uh, looking a little bit like that this year, we have a, a relatively good run with injury in the, the AFL list. We could have um, could get on a bit of a roll and have a bit of a comeback this year as well. So, um, yeah, Beagle's not all dead and buried yet. You look at the injury list as well, and obviously you never want to see anybody on it. But if you could pick, you'd weight it towards the bottom end of your squad, and that's sort of where we're at right now. I mean, Jared Cameron, TBC with an ankle, just disappointing for him. His season's hit a bit of a, or his career, I suppose, has hit a bit of a snag over the last few years. Uh, Will Collins is a test with the hamstring. Ben Johnson exists, acknowledged by the Eagles website, one week with a hamstring. And then from there, you've got Tim Kelly, test. McGovern, test. Petch, test. Shep, test. Uh, Venables is TBC. We know what that means. Connor West, one to two weeks. And Isaiah Winder, one to two weeks. If you look at the guys who take out the tests and the people named this week, you look at the guys, the Eagles are starting to turn a bit of a corner, starting to get a little bit healthy as well. So, uh, yeah, fingers crossed for not only the health for them, but also it should help out the Waffle guys as well, get a bit of development into them. Uh, last bit of news for the week, AFLW have had a bit of a re-signing fest this week. Every day they're announcing signings and re-signings. 
Uh, started off earlier on in the week, Bella Lewis coming back to the fold, signing an extended contract. Ashley McCarthy, great to see her back as well. Lauren Gauchy and Amber Ward as well. Hopefully we see a little bit more from them this year. But, uh, yeah, Lewis and McCarthy especially, very big signatures to get for the AFLW program. Bit of a tough week last week with a couple of uh, farewells as well. So a few spots to fill, but uh, hopefully things all go well there for the AFLW side. A couple of comments coming through. Infected virus says our injury list's pretty good. The test is, can we maintain our star players? Fingers crossed, mate. Fingers crossed. Hope for the best there. The Beagles need to make the finals so that Willie can get some conditioning before being named for the GF, says Cam Aldis. We'd love to see that. Hopefully get a couple of uh, so we're bringing down in there for the Beagles. Grand final, we're bringing in Willie for his first game of the year and yep. Connor West for his debut. Beagles yep. absolutely going to just smash it in the second half of the season. Uh, that'll probably do it for the news, and I reckon it's time for the best segment of the week. I reckon it's time for Heroes and Villains. Heroes and villains time. Keys, here we go. We got What is this? Warning? Ah, language warning from Keys. Here we go. Warning. The language may offend, says Keys. He's holding that one up. Now, people playing at home on the audio version can't hear that or see that. They're about to hear it now, I suspect. Keys, villain of the week. I'll turn it over to you. Floor is yours. Go nuts. Villain's first? Villain first. Let's do it. Okay. So, Joel Selwood, dirty little fucking sniper that he is. Yeah. How did he not get at least a week for either punching a bloke in the head or trying to tear his eyes out or whatever the hell it was? His fucking coach backed him up saying, oh, he's, no, he's a nice guy. Um, <laughs> just that was – somewhere along the line, the tribunal has got to sort out between football acts and non-football acts. We had the the tribunal with Mackay, and he did. Mm. I mean, he hit the the bloke fairly hard, but he was he was making a contest for the footy. It was a genuine attempt to get in the ball. What Selwood did, that's got. I'd rather Selwood get three weeks for doing the shit that he did, even though the guy wasn't injured, than see Mackay. Um, and they're just getting consistent. Mitch Robinson got fined for punching a bloke in the chest in a tackle-type thing on the ground. And the week before, how many times did Jack Graham punch Redden in the head? Mm. And it wasn't yep. it wasn't even like, oh, yeah, we considered this, but it wasn't that bad. It was just, oh, yeah, don't worry about it. It, wasn't, it was just like, where's the, where's the freaking consistency? So that's one. Uh it's not really villains. It's just me having a whinge. That's all, all this the, is. That's what we're here for. The, all the media hype about Essendon. That was mine. I mean, for, yep. for fuck's sake, they're not in the eight. They're two games outside of it. All the, the only side in the eight they've beaten was us, which, you know, that was not happy. Doesn't count. Yes, I am yelling at clouds. It's all I do. Um... So, all their other wins have been against sides in the bottom half of the ladder. Um, I don't get it. You know, they, they, they beat the seventeenth place team Jake, by thirteen points. Jake Stringer has somehow become a top ten player and is worth one and a half million dollars a year or some bullshit. Yeah. Um, he, he's about as flaky a player, and yeah, he can play a really good game um, once every seven weeks. 
Um, and yet Nick Cox, 270 metres. Good on him. Um, so, yeah, fuck off Essendon. Um, we touched on Willie returning to the club. We did touch Willie, yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm home alone, it's all I've got. Um, now, here's a th- more than one newspaper report said Re- Rioli's returned for the fir- to the club for the first time in 647 days, referring back to when he was originally sus- suspended. This is the same media that actually reported on Rioli attending training at the beginning of last season. He came, he spent two weeks at the club last year before the season started, before COVID and all that sort of stuff. The same media that are saying he hadn't been there for 647 days reported on it. I know because I went to training that day and I saw all the fucking media there when he came to the club. And when I think they know where he is as well. They're following him every time he tries to get a coffee yeah. and every time he tries to bloody, you know, whatever, so, go to the store. You think they'd know where he's at? So, you know, yeah, he's been at the club. He was at the club at the beginning of last season. And and then, okay, the rest, you know, all the news sort of pumped it up and and we got all our Freo mates going, yeah, Rioli is a drug cheat, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Blah, blah. Guess what? Willie's back. Suck it. <laughs> um, COVID. I don't know if you guys watched the Geelong Bulldogs game last week. They can only have 25% capacity at the crowd. Heard that. Because social distancing, yeah, it makes sense. What they do? They close off three quarters of the ground, so the seven thousand people that were there were all jammed back to fucking gather. So, makes sense. If you're going to reduce the capacity, let the people sit all over the place, or if you're going to keep it in one area, you might as well have more people there. Um, and the restrictions just suck balls. I, I hate. If I was a bulldog supporter, I'd be fucking pissed off. Why the guy's got to sit in quarantine for a week and can't go anywhere apart from train? I mean, it's just seems just a tub overboard, but you know. Uh, Mark Stevens. <laughs> There's more. We're on to Steve. Mark, Mark Stevens. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen the news today. Mark Stevens got a new job. He sure did. What part of his career over the last 10 years has sit, have, would make you think, you know what I need to help uh, run our media department? Mark fucking oh, Stevens. Victorian, <laughs> Victorian Liberal Party have made him their media manager. I guess, I don't know, if there's a, something called tanking in politics, they just did it. Uh, <laughs> Bigfoot Eagles political podcast, if you don't mind. Gold, Gold Coast, can we just scrap them? Fuck See you later. Just, just little money, brand. This dick measuring contest between them and Tasmania as well. Just, no one cares, boys. No yeah, one cares. No, Get over just it. Fold them. Fold. I mean, you only have to change one letter in the alphabet, and you got fold coast. Um, Cameron, you better not be talking about me, buddy. <laughs> I think he's talking about Mark <laughs> Stevens, mate. <laughs> oh. Okay. Ogre wants us to say for the SRP. Yeah, villain, villainous bullshit. Pick a reason. Ogre's on the list. Um, Last one. 
saw a post today on Twitter from Swamp Thing, who's really good on his stats. Every club in the league has had a Thursday or Friday night game this year. Fremantle haven't had one this year. They haven't had one in 2020 or 2019 or 2018. Yeah. or 20, 2016 was the last time Fremantle have had a Friday night game or a Thursday night game. Now, yeah, we all hate Fremantle and they suck, but Jesus Christ, that is just an, an absolutely ludicrous bit of fixturing that one club hasn't had a had a prime time slot for five years and every other club has had at least one this year. Mm. So suck in Fremantle, but fuck you, AFL. I'm done. I like it. That's yeah. just a good message. Yeah. That should be the tagline <laughs> of this show. Sucked in for our fuck you AFL. Well, and and Migs, people say, oh, performance. You know, they don't. I don't want to go into bat for Freo too much, but Jesus, oh, you've got to earn the slot. Blah blah blah. No, no, no. You don't have to earn the slot because Gold Coast have been well, in Sydney for Gold years. Coast and getting, yeah. Or Adelaide X number of years ago. North Melbourne. North have been pretty average. Cup, Cup North Melbourne. Some yeah. people are saying North Melbourne one of the worst sides in the AFL era. Like this iteration of North Melbourne. Well, they're getting prime yeah. time, so. Doesn't add up, Migs. Any villains there? Uh, Keys poached mine with the Essendon nomination. Any of yours left untouched there, Migs? Uh, I'm surprised mine was untouched, yeah, and it's the, the, a- well, the AFL, I think, probably. Oh, that um, we're now in Thursday night. We've just had our first. I reckon, Migs, I reckon we've lost you at the worst may possible may time. We'll start next Thursday, but we haven't had a fixture yet. Well, I'm talking away here. I, I know. I heard something about round Hello. 15 and something Hello. about a fixture. Hello. Start again and really fire into it. Here we go. Let's see okay. if this works. Start again? Yeah. We'll, we'll edit this in post. Yeah. We will. Um, AFL for <laughs> – we've started round 15, um, kicked off a few hours ago. We've had um, we've had a game already. We're potentially less than uh, one week away from the start of round 16. We haven't got a fixture yet. Uh, mm. I know COVID is uh, already wreaking havoc over there, but we need something, don't we? Even if they shift a few, we need a, at least a, a provisional fixture to come out. Teams have got a plan. Uh, people have got a plan around getting to games. Uh, if if the games are actually going ahead and aim in their state, we need. And then the AFL has said as well that, um, or their, their mouthpieces have said that apparently we're going to get week-by-week week rolling fixtures from this point forward, which just makes it impossible for people to plan to get to games. Uh, people, I've heard at least anyway, that people do have lives that don't revolve around footy. So, um, yeah, it makes it very difficult for them. So I, I understand that they're sort of juggling a few balls at the moment with COVID, but we need a bit more than, than this. Yeah, on the on the Friday, we'll tell you what next week's games are. Yeah, we're a yeah, week I... away from the Brown and it's you go on the app, I just went on the app, Saturday midnight, every game kicking off. So stay tuned for that one. Yeah, yeah I do have some sympathy for the AFL on that. I mean, you've got... My wife was at the airport yesterday flying to Caratha and while she was waiting for a flight, people from Sydney landed, got met by the cops as they got off the plane. If they didn't have a good reason to be in WA, you was like, sorry, but you're getting back on the plane, you can go. And if you did have a good reason, you're quarantining for two weeks. So, they were, you know, that was sort of something, the rules changed on their mid-flight. So, yeah. Um, as much as it's frustrating, um, 
I do have some sympathy for the AFL because the guy that's doing the featuring, that's got to be awfully difficult and you've got logistics of where clubs are going to be and you've got now, you've you've got two new cases in Victoria, you've got a couple of cases in Queensland. Um, New South Wales is kind of gone to shit. Um, I think the best thing to do will just bring all 18 clubs to Perth and Good. stay here for yeah. the rest of the season. It's the only sensible way. We're only looking after everybody's health and well-being. I mean, and Gold, Gold Coast can play all their games at um, Leadable Oval. It won't make any difference to their crowd sizes. <laughs> um, they'll be the same. Um, they might actually even look like they got close to a full crowd there. Um, there you go. You know, North can be they can play games in the Albany. That's just like Tassie. <laughs> um, send a couple of teams up to Broome. Like Brisbane, it's humid. They feel at home. We've got yep. plenty of days past the Mrs. Cotchin. <laughs> Done. Case is solved. It. Yeah. Uh, Adelaide. Adelaide teams can go down to Margaret River. There you go. They um. Yep. Go ahead. They love French COVID rules down there. That'll be nice. Uh, villain of the week. We've had a lot of nominations. Migs, who's villain of the week? Oh, gee, who'd be happy? Uh, Joel Selwood, I think. That was the first oh, one. And, yeah, that was some dirty acts. He backed it up with a really uh, good game tonight. Sucked in, Cats. <laughs> good. Did he play tonight? First nomination. I really heard his name. Oh, look at this. We're getting into. We're getting into the. I didn't even know he was playing banter. How good is that? All right, Joel Selwood. I reckon that's honestly the first time we've had a player win villain of the week. I might be wrong, but I feel like it usually goes to the media. So Joel Selwood might be the inaugural yeah, player uh, recipient. Joel, Joel Selwood. That sounds good. Well done, Joel. Congratulations, mate. Put it on the trophy list. Uh, Migs, I'll go to you for heroes. Lean week for heroes because, um, you know, Eagles haven't really had so much going on, but hit me. Who impressed you the most? You go, Mig. Uh, the only one was um, was one of the villains' nominations was um, Steve-O for deciding to quit being a footy journo to go into politics because I don't care yeah, what he's doing and, and which party he's in. I actually thought he was going to run for a, a position. Um, but, yeah, I'm just glad that him uh, leaving footy journalism and, and uh, politics in Victoria will mean I see a lot less of him. Well done, um, Steve. Fantastic, and Big hopefully he can drag yeah, maybe yeah, Tom Brown and, and Kane Corns with him. I thought it was Tom Karen. Brown because I saw a bit of a mystery headline like, ooh, some footy journos left and gone to uh, politics. I thought it was Tom Brown. Oh, I was so excited. Anyway, uh, Steve is actually not a bad shout there, Mix. Uh, Keys, hero for yourself. Okay, as much as um, we sort of said, oh, the um, Tassie and Gold Coast Dick Bezerin can go in the bin, I'm actually going to nominate Tony Cochran. Um, caught him on, on the couch on Monday night. And um, as much as I said Gold Coast should just fold up and go away, he made a um, pretty good case for his footy club. But best of all, he... He, um, he almost made Nick Rubolt cry harder than the Scott brothers um, when he told them that Tasmania don't serve a team and that's not the right thing to do and their business case sucks balls and that's not going to succeed. And Nick was like, well, well, well there's a big report. Blah, blah, blah. And Topman says, yeah, I've read it and I've asked questions and I've not got answers and it all sucks and that's a load of shit. So that was good. And he also... Um, 
he had a crack at the um, Victorian bias in the AFL, um, which is always going to earn points in, in my book. Yeah, points for that. So right? he, um, if you if you've got access to it and you feel like digging it up, have a look. It's not bad. He um, he uh, he gives it to him uh, pretty well. It's heroic. Uh, it's probably uh, heroic yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's been a tough week. Uh, Brendan Arche took a pretty good mark in the waffle. The Eagles there you go. Their first win. Yep, nicely done. And Eagles. Then absolutely butchered the kick. Hamish Brayshaw leading the song in after the yeah. win because that was pretty fucking stellar. For a guy, what do you reckon? For a guy that got cut by the club at the end of last year, the passion he still has for it is um, pretty impressive. That's I'm a sentimental guy. That's a nice sentimental nomination. What do you reckon? Give it to Hammer. Uh, hero of the week, I should say. <laughs> That's a yes from Kays. I want to give it to either Tony or um, Mark Stevens. So, yeah, I think so. It's not going to Steve-O. It's not going to Gold Coast. Kays is choking away down there in the bottom screen. I reckon we're giving it to Hammer, Hero of the Week. <laughs> All right, time to talk footy then. It is round 15, I think, is it? Jesus, I've lost track of all the bye weeks and moving fixtures and all of this. But, Migs, I do know that the Eagles are playing the Western Bulldogs and the Doggies second on the ladder, good side, a side we could have, maybe should have beaten earlier in the year. The ins and outs, I'll actually bring them up on the screen now because Sunday teams, obviously, we know there's a few to drop off this list, but you've got Kelly in, you've got McGovern in, Petricelli, Shepard, Shuey, a lot of all-Australian calibre guys on that list, Petricelli included. You've got Harry Edwards coming out. Foley is a bit of a surprise out. Played pretty well against the Tigers, I thought. And O'Neill, the unused sub, he's coming out as well, Migs. Uh, where do you think they go with the final team when all is said and done? And, and how nice is it to see this version of the Eagles named on paper again? Yeah, it looks good, doesn't it? Um, there's a few different ways they could go with that extended bench. I don't think Vardy will play. Um, we, we talked before about um, when we use the second, and I think, yeah, in the wet against the Bulldogs who haven't um, got Stefan Martin back, I don't think it's an opportunity to, to bring Vardy in, so Alan has to ruck again. Um, I wouldn't be bringing Petrocelli straight back in. I think the, the forward line has looked pretty good um, without him. I'd um, give him a run at, at waffle level. Um, yeah, I would leave Jones in over Langdon, but I think they'll go the other way just because um, Langdon's motor will be pretty important with the the number of guys that are on limited minutes. Uh, his yeah, his extra running power will be important. Um, Rotham is a lock, I think. Uh, who else? Luke Edwards, I really want to see hold his spot. Um, he has to. Crossed end. I don't he know whether to. it was you or yeah. Don't know whether it was you or Keys that mentioned because I get all white guys mixed up apparently. Um, I don't know whether which of you it was that mentioned that Simo sounded in his uh, in his press conference like Luke Edwards all the spot. Um, so yeah, hopefully, that was uh, yeah. So probably to Jones versus Langdon for that last spot. Oh, Waterman's the other one I missed out. Um, I think he might get squeezed out again as well. Um, and yeah, so one some of those will be one of those will be the sub I think, but. Yeah, Rotham survives. Foley, a little bit surprising that um, he got dropped, but that probably means Nelson survives. Uh, and I think he'll be useful to, to go on to someone like McCrae if he gets off the chain or Hunter. Or, who probably isn't going to 
play against Bond and Pelly. Well, we saw them go to Bond last time, but yeah. obviously no Yo last time. But he did. He had a crack at it. Yeah, that's true. He did. Yeah, you're right. So I think his versatility will probably get him one of the last spots on the bench. But yeah, difficult. Uh, whoever gets dropped, we've already seen two guys get dropped that um, are very unlucky, and there'll mm. be at least two more, I think. Yeah, and Cam says here in the comments, Brander unlucky. He's he's very versatile. Can't disagree that he's unlucky yeah. or that he's versatile. But when you look at, I mean, Foley, I thought played well, used the footy aggressively, turned it over a bit, but used it really aggressively. He's a bit unlucky. I agree with you. I think Waterman comes out, but you know, on on his resume, Waterman might consider himself a bit unlucky. So. We're in a good spot, and keys. It's nice to have the healthy guys back, the stars back. So, you know, it's it's a, not a bad place to be when you've got this depth, and guys can consider themselves unlucky. Keys, let me read you off some numbers for the doggies, and and I'll get your thoughts on the team as well. First in handball, second in disposals, first in scoring, first in goal assists, first in clearances, second in inside fifties. They look a little bit like a, a bit of a juggernaut at the moment. So, definitely a, a good game to have a full strength team back for. Yeah, it is. Doggies, yeah, doggies sort of use a lot of the ball. They're, they're about 14th in kicks, though. They, they do they do handball a fair bit. Um, mm. Look, Foley and, and Harry Edwards are both very unlucky. Um, but, look, if you're two, if you're those young guys, if someone's going to replace you and you can turn around and go, yeah, okay, fair enough, if you get replaced by an All-Australian, you're probably going okay. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Shepherd comes in for Foley, Govan comes in for Edwards. You know, there's no embarrassment there. Um, so... Unless, I, I unless you're that one bloke in the changes side. thread that thought we should be should be bringing Govan Shep back through the waffle because they hadn't earned their spot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sounds like um, another axe that you've got to grind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, I think... Um, I, well, beginning of the week, I sort of looked at who might be in the side, and I got to I think about eight, at least eight players, who would be really unlucky to miss the twenty-two. Mm. Um, and I didn't include Vardy in that, so you know, they, you know, there's quite, and that's when we 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 basically got, we've got our best twenty-two players available. That you know, we went through the injury list before. The guys, the guys were on that list are probably the thirty fifth player down on on the quality of our list. So, yeah, we've we've a couple of guys underdone, admittedly, but we've probably got our best thirty five players available to be selected. So, with that, you'd want you want to expect that those guys are going to be unlucky because you know you've got such a just a full, you know, nearly full squad to pick from. Um, I agree, Vardy and and Petch. I think I'd leave out. I'd leave out Waterman, um, and then I can see Jones being the sub. They seem to like him as being the sub. Um, Luke Edwards definitely is an in. Mm. Uh, Rotham's definitely an in. Um, and who else is there? Nelson and Langdon. So that's a good side. Um, good good so, side. Uh, you know, whatever the result on Sunday, we, we don't have any excuses. 
No, absolutely not. And Migs will start turning our attention to what's going to happen on the field once the teams are named and all of that's said and done. I read out some stats about the Dogs. They're pretty impressive on, on paper like that. And then you look at their breakdown of their leaders. Uh, Liberatore leads the league in clearances. Bont leads the league in inside 50s. And McRae leads the league in touches. So pretty versatile in the middle. Again, not a bad time to get all your midfield stars back. But we got to run a shutdown job on one of them, I think. You, you can't just let them go and, and go for their life and start giving all this good service to Norton and Bruce, whoever else they got down there. So what do you think they're going to do in terms of negating? Is there one of those guys that you think needs to be shut down or take your pick, really? They're a bunch of stars. Yeah, and um, Simo said in his presser that it's basically whack-a-mole. You shut one down and someone else bobs up. Um, I think some, uh, someone in the comments mentioned uh, Libba might be the one to tag. That yeah, that might be a way we go. Um, biggest concern I have is that they get those sort of the touches in the midfield and the clearance numbers without getting any hitouts. They they were I think bottom three for hitouts, but they were um, top in clearances and um, the clearance differential. I think was about a hundred. They've had a hundred more clearances than their opposition this season, which is about twice as good as the next best. Uh, and we saw that in the game. We played them earlier in the season where we won, I think the hitouts were 50 to 15 or something, um, but we lost the clearances. So they're, they're not really competing. They're just sharking um, the opposition's taps. So I think we need to, you know, I'm going to start preaching to Nick Nat about how we should be rucking, but um, I, I think that's we need to get a little bit more unpredictable in, in the, um, the way that he's tapping it. And as well as that, just take advantage of the fact that we've got the um, we've got all the stars in there, and get uh, every time that Nick Nat's in the middle, have um, three of Kelly, Shuey, Yo, Sheed in there, so that the opposition don't know who it's going to. Because when you line up with Gaff in there, or maybe to a lesser extent Redden, the opposition can probably guess that it's not going their way; it's going to go to one of those prime movers. So. Um, put all the prime movers in there, shake things up a bit, maybe, you know, just thump it forward a bit. Just, um, yeah, try and get a bit more unpredictable to the opposition while also being predictable to their teammates, I suppose. E- easy job. There you go, Nick. I just told you how to do your job. Done. Lock that one in. Thanks, yeah. Nick. Uh, you look at, I mean, the last time they played, it was a tough loss because the what-if moment, maybe not of the season, but certainly of the game, is Crips at the top of the goal square and the Eagles are up by a bit. Just, you know, roaring home if he kicks it, somehow fails to kick it from the goal square and we go on to lose. Keys, Bont had 30 and 3. McRae had 41. Disposal-wise, you know, the Dogs had nearly 100 more touches than us. Uh, what else we got? Inside 50s, I'm sure, will be spectacular as well. 51-47, not actually as bad as I thought it might have been. So, nonetheless, Dogs certainly getting most use of the footy. Uh, back at Optus, different shape ground to where we played last time at Marvel. Can the Eagles get their game set up, take the ball out of the hand of the Dogs, you know, key users, key, key throwers of the ball, as some people in the comments pointed out? How do we go about slowing down that attack? I think um, a trend that's appeared against the Dogs in the last two or three weeks from a few clubs and got raised in the press conference today with, with Simo um, when he was talking about who, who, if anyone, we sit on. Um, and you mentioned like clubs were sort of sitting on Liberatore, and I think that's the that's the one that you really need to um, to try and control or limit his influence. And I'd like to see us, I'd like to see us put Redden on him. Redden's got that hardness, and he's got a bit of mongrel to him to sort of get in there and niggle and 
and things like that. I mean, Redden's, he's not critical to us offensively as such. Um, if he can sort of bang heads with Liberatore all game and just make that guy's life hell for two hours, that'll go a long way to win. And I think um, uh, McRae in particular, um, and to a lesser extent, a little bit Bontempelli, um, if you're stopping that ball getting fed out to those guys, um, you're getting the ball going our way. Um, if I did see a comment, someone popped up, you know, if the dogs do have a weakness, it's um, it's their back six. Um, their, their defence gets protected by their strong midfield because the ball's not going down, down there. So um, that's where we've got a... You know, we've got an advantage down there, although the, the weather's going to mitigate that a little bit because our marking power is going to be um, stymied. Uh, but, you know, we, we've got the opportunity if we can get the ball and, and, and we're, because it is wet, if we can get forward half possession and win the territory game, um, we'll win. So... Controlling Libertore is critical, um, so that's the that's the matchup that's uh, that, that we need to um, uh, we need to control. Migs throwing it down back for the Eagles. McGovern, we expect to come back in named, and you expect that's not a bluff. I'm sure he'll be back. Uh, Edwards yeah. drops, so you lose a bit of height there. But Barras is is going to have a big. Big matchup, I would suggest, with Norton. Is that something you agree with? And, and how do you see the Eagles trying to shut things down on what could be an interesting night for the tall forwards, given the weather? Yeah, yeah. assuming Norton plays, because uh, he, he was subbed out of the last game with some rib yeah. damage or thing. And um, it, I know Shaqy's been named. They have to obviously have to name an extended bench, but Shaqy's on there, so he could potentially be cover for Norton. But, yeah, assuming Norton plays, um, they've got him and Bruce down there, who are both um, unfashionable at times, but but dangerous. So that'll keep McGovernist. Might spend a bit of time on the meet. He's got the height to go with him. Um, we do have, it's looking like we'll have a fairly full uh, back line, despite the weather, because uh, our best uh, our best guys are all tall. You know, I think we're all assured Rotham will survive the chop. Um, Shaqy's on the so, shit yeah, list, Bender. He'll, he'll <laughs> is, Sha- is Shaqy still on a list? Which is uh, a list. nice comment, but absolute recipe for disaster yeah. if he plays and gets up and kicks a bag. But anyway, we'll find yeah, we'll power along mix. Sort of player that would do that as well. Uh, English is the other one that he will uh, he'll drift forward. He'll try and drag yeah. Nick Nat um, forward, or you know, Nick Nat probably won't just go with him. So someone like Rotham will have to pick him up and. Yeah, with Edwards out of the side, we don't have anyone um, with the height to go with English, so we'll be relying on guys using their uh, their expertise and their uh, and their bodywork to um, to keep him out of it. But yeah, he could be dangerous. He's going to get smashed in the ruck by Nick Nat. It's around the ground and he'll hurt us. And they've got the smaller guys, but um, yeah, the uh, the players that we've got there should be able to sit on them. Cody Waitman's looked a little bit dangerous. Uh, who else have they got? I can't even think of um, as small forwards. But, uh, Mitch Wallace. McLean's for about three or four uh, high tackles. Yeah, yep. yeah. Yeah, he's, he's got that Selwood style as well. 
Um, so, yeah, I, I think uh, either end of the ground, we match up pretty well. Down the other end, you guys touched on it, but our forwards, if we get them enough supply, should absolutely destroy the Bulldogs' backs because that's their weakest line. Um, but we need to get them enough supply, and that starts in the middle, and, and that's going to be the critical battle. Keys, we'll swing around to the other end of the field, the forwards. The Eagles boasting a nice complement of forwards, and you'd say that with the back line where it's at, we'll see Allen as a permanent forward once again, you know, hopefully for a good innings here. So you've got Darling, got Kennedy, you got Allen. Ryan seems to like playing against the Dogs from memory, and, and maybe Petch, maybe Langdon, a couple more guys there. How do you see, on a bit of, bit of a wet, miserable night, how do you see the Eagles going about it, given that you'd say maybe the lead-up mark isn't going to be as prevalent as it has been? Yeah, I mean it's it's going to be wet, but I, I think yeah, Optus is still um, pretty slippery. I'd like to see us um, our forwards push up, like really high up the ground, uh, which is unusual for them. But try and get the ball out the back. Um, things with with hard grounds and and wet weather is the ball tends to skid. Um, so if we can get the ball up over the over the head of the fence and then skidding towards goals, and you get guys like Ryan and Cripps who are fairly mm. quick running onto a loose ball, running towards goal, um, that'd be quite handy. And possibly, I mean, I know we said patch out, but maybe, um, you know, if his hammy's okay, um, he would be another one that could could actually be quite damaging in that. And the one game he did. Kick five goals was against Port in the wet, getting out the back. So, um, I, I, I want us to get, yeah, an open forward line's critical. Um, the other thing is, I mean, a lot of us, we, we've sort of spoken a little bit about, you know, the wet weather sort of diminishing our marking power and things like that. Um, Bulldogs are also, they're a high possession team. And uh, if we can, if we can um, up our tackling pressure, which is a big ask for our guys mm. who don't like doing it, but if we can do that, if you try and use the ball a lot, particularly by hand in the wet weather, that, um, that can come up unstuck, albeit that the dogs do tend to throw the ball around and, you know, yeah. wet weather wet weather and, and throwing is not... A lot of clever handballs. Handballing in wet yeah. weather. Um, They'll be allowed to do it even more than usual. Yeah, oh, so, slick handball, slick handball out of the middle. Just, just reverting back to the other end, I'd, I'd kind of like to see us run with um, Rotham on Bruce. Bruce is not a, he's not, he's, he's a lead up forward. He's not a particularly strong body on body forward. I reckon Rotham's got the agility to go with him. He's got the reach to go with him a little bit as well. And if we do that, that leaves um, Fat Guts McGovern to sort of just sit around in the back line and. Um, you know, pick up English if he does drift forward, but just you know, get in the way, which he's you know, pretty good at. So, um, but Brass has got to go with Norton because he's got the aerial capacity to, to, to go with Norton. Um, and he needs to make sure that he blocks Norton's run at the footy, um, which is something that Brass isn't always super good at, but he needs to uh, not let Norton jump at the ball. Very good. Uh, Migs, I'll throw it to you. Let's do tipping. Huge game for the Eagles. If they get a win, you start to think, yep, shit, this is a full health team. They've just knocked off Richmond. They've just knocked off the Dogs. At the very least, you go, all right, they're back to very hard to beat at home territory. 
starting to build towards the second half of the year. So can they do it? And who's going to impress us as they try and pursue that win? Yeah, I've picked us by 14. I think it'll be a low-scoring, wet, unattractive game. Uh, and best of field, I've got um, Liam Ryan, who, uh, as I said uh, earlier, be better for the break and um, will bring a bit of uh, class to the, the difficult conditions. So, yeah. Beautiful stuff. Hope it eventuates. Keys, how do you like it? Let me guess. Somebody by 24. Yeah, eggs by 24. Hey. Uh, best on Luke Shelley. Uh, he's ready to go. Uh, he did well against Port coming back off limited prep. He's ready to go. He's, he'd be busted. First game back as captain again. He'll be... Um, yeah, it'll be raring to go. We win this, and we're one game off second. Sounds nice. Sign me up. Sign uh, me all the way up. So, um, because uh, Brisbane belted Geelong, uh, and if we can knock over the bullies, um those three teams will be on 40 and we'll get to 36. And depending on what Port Adelaide do, they'll be on either 36 or 40. Um, so, yeah, we'll be we'll be one game of percentage out from... Uh, Bender, no, we're playing the Bulldogs. They don't lose free kick counts. They win every single one. So, yeah, it'll be... If we can break even in free kicks, it'll be a, uh, they'll be a solid... Solid day at the office there for the West Coast Eagles. Yeah, Paul says, West Coast by 13 free kicks, uh, ex-infected virus. West Coast by 25, Darling to find form again. A rare off night. You know, Darling's good for at least one fantastic quarter of game at the very least. Didn't have it last time out, so uh, hopefully he can bounce back. I've just spent this whole segment talking about how marking's going to be tough and the key forwards might find it difficult, but uh, Josh Kennedy coming off a week off. He had a week off earlier in the season before we played Frio. Then he came out, kicked three goals straight. Same again, had a week off. We played Richmond, four goals straight. Uh, there's a pre-finals buy. Did they do the pre-finals buy last year? I forget where we wound up with that one, but let's pretend they did because he's come in and kicked three goals, four in uh, in the final last year. Throw it back to the last time he had a buy before that, four goals, two. He's all over the place. This guy on, on a week off, body's rested, he's focused, ready to kick some goals. Josh Kennedy for best on ground for me. I hope the Eagles win. He's uh, his, his favourite team to play against too. Doggies? Yeah. yeah he's, you know what? He's had that bag of, what, 10 against him and always bobs up with a, a six or a seven, a couple of good good little outings. So uh, go on then. Josh Kennedy and the Eagles are going to win it by 12, let's say. Let's say they'll win it by, uh, by 12 points. That will do it from us this week, guys. Thank you very much for joining us on the show. Migs, Keys, thank you very much, guys, for coming back on as well. Uh, either of you getting out to the footy this week, you're going to be there to scream and go a little bit wild like we did last time? Uh, yeah, I'm going. I'm uh, yeah, looking forward to sitting out there in the weather. But, yeah, definitely be <laughs> helping out with the noise of affirmation. Beautiful stuff. Uh, I think I'm missing this one. But uh, unfortunately, but we'll see. I might, I might change my mind Sunday morning if there's a ticket that's still available. I might um, drag my sorry ass there. Otherwise, With the I'll weather as well. Well, 
Clouds forming, Keys, maybe you can yell at them, keep them away from us and keep the game nice and dry, keep it on the Eagles' <laughs> terms. Nonetheless, I'm sure we will have both you guys back in the near future to discuss the Doggies game. We'll be back next week this time. Thank you very much for joining us on the show. Everybody in the comments, we love in the comments. Thank you. Uh, spread it around. If you've got an Eagles mate, if you're in a Facebook group, I don't know, whatever you like, share the pod, get more viewers, get people involved. We'll have a real good discussion here every week, 8.30 p.m. on the Thursday night. Until next week, guys, I uh, hope for the best for the Eagles in round 15. We'll talk to you next week. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. Bye.